Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast, the next evolution of the long-running YouTube series of the same name, the show that discusses life and all manner of topics in a very vulnerable state. Welcome, everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about first dates, what makes a good first date, how to deal with the nerves, how to approach a first date, etc. But before we jump into that, okay, let's take a trip back in time and revisit the naked truth on first dates. This week, I wanted to take it just a little bit back from all the super heavy, super intense, controversial stuff make it a little bit lighter on y'all and do the naked truth on, you know, that first special time that meets somebody, the first date. Dun, dun, dun. It can be very scary, but it can also be very awesome. This was inspired by uh, Stelios Kutrolelis. I'm sure I said your name wrong. I'm sorry. He said, maybe you could talk about some non-traditional first date ideas or experiences. And Don Roberts said, tips on how to make a first date successful. What you look for. Do you kiss or not to kiss? Do you think one night stands are wise or not? Some think it kills the relationship from the start. Just your thoughts on that. Um, so that's a lot for all in one vlog. But uh, I'm just going to give you my experience. I mean, as I kind of said in the Naked Truth on dating, everybody wants something different. So there is no one answer. But that's good because all of you are probably a little bit different and you'll probably bring different things to the table that you know, you'll meet someone who your things that you bring to the table are exactly what they're looking for. Um, first dates for me. I would say that generally I would not recommend one night stands on the first date. However, that being said, one of my best friends in the world uh, slept with a guy on her first date and now they've been married over 10 years and have two kids. Um, so it certainly worked out for them. I just know for me, it's not really such a great idea because it makes me think, oh, are they only with me now because I did that? Or should I have not done that? Do they think less of me? And it, it makes me too uncomfortable and that's why I wouldn't do it. But it, again, everybody's different. As far as kissing on the first date, I used to be an advocate of you know, if, if you're into each other at the end of the first date, someone will try for a kiss. And if there's no kiss attempted, then no one's into each other and you should move on and try someone else. Um, but it's funny that I say that because then I've definitely had times in my life, uh, like the relationship that I'm in now, for example, that's going great, that there was no kiss on the first or second date, as a matter of fact. Um, and that was not just my fault. That was both people being coy. Um, so you, again, everybody wants something different. If you feel comfortable, I guess is what it comes down to. If you feel like everything's going great and you want to kiss this person that you're learning so much about, or, you know, if you want to sleep with this person that you're learning so much about, um, if you're comfortable and the other person's comfortable, might as well go for it. But just realize that the opportunity to get hurt raises the higher that you raise the stakes. So I tend to be cautious and protective of my own heart. That doesn't necessarily mean that you would have to be, but that that's just what I would recommend. Um, as far as some non-traditional first date ideas, the coolest first date I was ever on by far was one where I really got to learn about the other person as well as have fun, and I always recommend that. People tend to go to movies as a first date, but then you don't really talk to the person, or you go out to dinner as a first date, and maybe you don't really know that person that well, and 
So the conversation reaches those long, awkward pauses because you don't have anything to talk about besides, hmm, this is a nice restaurant, this is great food, awkward pause, awkward pause. Um, so the best first date I was ever on kind of combined that. Uh, we met up at a happy hour and uh, had been talking before this date, and I guess this wasn't the first date, maybe this was the second date. Uh, we had been talking before this date about the benefits and negatives of, uh, or the, the yeah, the, ben the benefits and negatives of online dating, which is a whole nother vlog for a whole nother time. But we were saying that one of the nice things about online dating is that you kind of get everyone's wants and needs and don't wants and can't stands and all that spelled out on paper for you before you even get into it. And that can be a real advantage provided everyone's being honest. And because I had not met this person online, we met in real life, um, we didn't want to be at a disadvantage to uh, the other person meeting someone online and having all this information. So we made what we call the 30 questions date, where earlier that day we both typed up a list of 30 questions you should never ask someone on a first date. And then we went on the date and he had prepared uh, a list of rules to a little blackjack type game where we would play a hand and for every hand you lost, you had to answer a question um, off the other person's list. And there were rules like if you got blackjack, they got to pick the question and different stakes and stuff like that. But anyway, we ended up having a lot of fun because it was a game and we learned a lot about each other. And we knew that by the end of that date, we were either going to run screaming in opposite directions or this was going to be something worth investing our time into. And uh, luckily, it was something worth investing our time into. And uh, yeah, this was the second date because I, I hadn't kissed this person at the end of the first date because I was being cautious of my heart um, and didn't want to like be making out with people all over Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, but by the end of the second date, I thought, you know what, I learned a lot about this person. I'm now comfortable. I'm ready for it. And this person did not kiss me, so this person was not feeling comfortable at that point. Anyway, it all worked out on the third date, and uh, this is the person that I'm dating today. So it's going very well, but I thought that was a brilliant idea for a first date. So if you guys have any great first date suggestions or getting to know somebody suggestions, please put those in the comments down below. If you want to vlog about it and tell some funny stories uh, or just give some advice from lessons that you've learned that may help others who haven't been there yet, please send them in a naked vlog, no nudie parts. Um, and if you're curious how to do that, if you go to the about section of my channel, there will be a uh, like contact Trisha or email Trisha or for business inquiries only or something like that. You guys are business. You can totally use that. Um, so email me a link to your video and uh, let me know if you want me to share it next week or not. So uh, that's it, guys. I hope that you have calmed down from the Naked Truth on Sexuality and we can now kind of rest and smile and get a little conversational and uh, maybe help each other out with some first date tips. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. You know, it's so funny. Not many of my opinions have changed on dating since then because I haven't really dated since that vlog. <laughs> I was currently cohabitating with Nate at the time of that vlog. So I was already with the person who I would marry and be with to this day. So my experience of dating, uh, like I said, hasn't really changed since then, which is funny. Um, regarding the 30 questions date, that was Nate and Maya was one of our first dates. If you followed me for a while, you probably heard a few different takes on this story, either from my husband or from myself. But 
I do feel like the game aspect of that really helped. So we were playing um, some kind of modified version of blackjack uh, rather than just grilling each other with questions, which I think would have probably felt a little bit more like a job interview and put us both on edge. Instead, we were kind of, you know, had our guard down due to uh, the, the competitive and just kind of fun laid back aspect of the game itself and it gave us something to talk about and uh, we didn't neither of us felt for to forced to try to make conversation if you will in fact for that reason I definitely recommend tabletop games um, because it gives you that opportunity to chat while being engaged in a similar activity so if you find you're in a situation where you kind of don't know what to say next you can always talk about the activity that you're both doing together and it can help bridge the gap so there's no awkward moments of silence or, you know, other things that can kind of come with first dates. Um, Maybe if you and the person you're going on a date with are both uh, video game people or arcade people, maybe a barcade could be a fun first date or arcade restaurants um, so that the games are kind of built into the date activity. Just a thought. But again, I wouldn't recommend doing that if you know you love that thing, but you don't know if the other person is going to love that thing. Because if they don't love that thing, that could be a really awkward evening for them. Or at least have a backup plan, you know, so you could be like, oh, you're not, you don't care for this? Let's do something else. Um, in general, for me, for first dates, I, um, I would still recommend shying away from any activities where there isn't an opportunity to learn about the other person. Um, like a movie or something like that where you're watching something together, but you're not really you're not really learning about each other or having conversation at all for that matter. Um, even if you were friends before you started dating and you feel like you know that person, a first date is really your first opportunity to get to know about this person in a romantic sense to see if you might be compatible romantically. I've had countless friends who uh, were my friends first that, then when we were like, hey, let's, you know, maybe see if there's something else there. We were like, oh, no, this is a bad call. We're much better off as friends, which is fine, too. But allowing yourself the time to really figure that out, I think, is super important. So whether you're finding out just about, you know, someone who you've never really met before or you're finding out the romantic wants and needs of someone who you feel like you already know pretty well, either way, I think you want to allow that time to get to know the other person. So My advice for friends for their first dates is usually to try not to put a lot of pressure on it. And I know that's easier said than done. Um, But if you can try to keep it in your mindset of you're out there, say you're out there trying on shoes, right? And you're trying to see if the shoe fits, not forcing the shoe to fit a la Cinderella grim fairy tales. Um, Because, you know, if the shoe doesn't fit, that's okay. Just move on and try a different shoe um, because there are plenty of people in this world. And if you if you really try to force the shoe to fit, that's not going to be good long term for either you or the person that you're trying to, uh, to date. Um, I think I usually recommend to my friends who are dating to try to spend more time getting to know the other person than trying to impress them. I think that we all kind of naturally fall into this habit on first dates and whether it's our own insecurity or maybe we've been a while without a date, something like that, uh, we kind of fall into this trap of, well, I have already decided that I like them, so now I just need to get them to like me. And then your focus the entire evening is almost on your your performance in on some level um, or how they perceive you and you feel like you're at a job interview. And um, when your focus is all on yourself, of course, you're going to be 
a million times more nervous and not acting like yourself. Um, and I also think you're doing yourself a grand disservice by not really seeing if this person fits your standards. If you're, whether it's because of physical attraction or whatever the case may be, if you're automatically just making the assumption of, no, 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 I know that I'm really into this person already um, without giving your the, yourself the chance to really figure that out and find out if this person could be good for you. Um, again, I think you're doing yourself a disservice there and hold yourself to higher standards because you deserve it. Um, and also try not to make assumptions. I think a lot of us see a person we're attracted to and automatically imagine that they must be picture perfect in every way and everything we could ever want when that's not the case. Um, I can't tell you how many times when I was dating, I would start dating someone and within three to six months, you start to see um, maybe they're not putting their best foot forward anymore or things that you didn't see at first. Maybe you were you were blinded by love in the beginning or something like that. You start to see, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of more, uh, I don't want to say more negative aspects of who they are, but things that maybe they were either intentionally or not intentionally trying to hide earlier on. Nate and I used to always say, uh, we used to call it your warts, of course, not actually meaning physical warts at all, but saying, you know, the, the warts start to come out after three to six months or in How I Met Your Mother, they say, where's the poop? The poop starts to come out a little bit later. Um, and if you take more time early on to try to figure out where's the poop, um, then that is going to be better for everyone long term. Now, not to say that you might not find out certain things that you're like, oh, that's less than ideal and that it's always a deal breaker for you. There are certainly going to be things that you find out about another person through the dating process that you're like, wow, that's Maybe not what I imagined I would want in that in this aspect of a relationship, but it's something I can certainly deal with or compromise on. Um, and, uh, you know, that's important, too, because whatever is your list that you make on paper of all the picture perfect things you want, you know, ju just because someone's not 100 percent doesn't mean they're not like a 90 or a 95 percent match for you, which could still be awesome. But, you know. Ultimately, that's what you're trying to figure out on the first date. And uh, that's the advice that I used to try to give myself. I know, again, easier said than done. Um, but those are some of the pieces of advice people gave me that I found really comforting and I found really worked for me. And then, therefore, those are the pieces of advice that I pass on to my friends, including all of you who are listening to this. Um, we did get some comments this week. So first, let's hear from Stephen. Are there any tips you would suggest, whether it's asking someone out on a first date, planning the first date, or the actual conversation on the date? Uh, what are your own personal tips or um, maybe things to avoid? Okay, let's see. That was a lot. Uh, tips on asking someone out for a first date. Um, I think this is different depending on how you met. But generally, uh, would you want to hang out outside of this sometime is a great way to start off. I mean, if you met via online dating, then, you know, it's it's pretty easy to say like, hey, would you like to meet in person sometime? If you know someone there, say they're a colleague from work or you know them through friends and have only hung out in a group setting, I do think just kind of casually asking, hey, would you want to hang out outside of this sometime, maybe just the two of us to get to know each other better or say, I'd love to get to know you better. Um, I, I think that's a great way to approach it. Now, of course, um, you know, there might still be some ambiguity there if the person who you're asking out really just doesn't pick up on the fact that it's a date. Um, and, you know, the question might come up, are you asking me on a date? And then I would say, you know, be very, be very honest about that. Say, well, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, um, so that everyone's expectations are the same going in. But again, if you kind of go into 
the whole idea of I'm looking to get to know this person better and if something romantic develops from there, awesome. Um, I think that's a great way to approach it. So asking in a way that communicates that I think is good. Um, As far as advice for planning out a first date, um, I know I kind of talked about this a little bit already, but something that you think that both of you would enjoy um, that's enough of an activity to keep you both engaged, but not so engaged that you can't converse with each other or take the time to learn anything about each other. So um, for example, I've had some dates where I went out to dinner with someone and there were definitely long moments of silence because it wasn't really engaging enough for us to both talk about the dining experience the whole time. And we had n- we didn't know each other at all. Um, we were meeting in person for the first time at that dinner date. And, you know, it was a little awkward. Um, so maybe if we had done some kind of activity first or something like that, so we had something mutual to talk about, that would have been a little bit better. Um, now, if you obviously have some rapport with the person already, maybe dinner is a great way to go from there. Um, or... If it's a very involved restaurant, something like the Melting Pot or uh, one of those restaurants where you get to like grill your own meat at the table right there. So you could, you know, talk about, oh, I've never done this before or here's my advice on how to do this or, do you know, do you think this is cooked all the way yet? You know, that provides you some kind of activity that you can both talk about if you kind of, you know, get nervous and run out of things to talk about to keep the conversation moving. I think that could be fun. I mean, for me, I like games personally. Um, and, uh, Nate, my husband, when he was planning first dates, he always liked to suggest if he didn't know the person really at all, um, say, I mean, when he and I met, for example, we met through a mutual friend, um, but didn't really talk very much, uh, the first time we met, but, you know, kind of Nate knew that he was physically attracted to me. Um, so rather than just asking me out on a date one-on-one, which he thought, Ooh, maybe that would be kind of awkward since we don't really know each other at all yet. He kind of planned a group activity Um, and was very clear about saying like, hey, I'd like to get to know you a little bit better, but I know it could be a little awkward since we don't really know each other. So why don't you invite some of your friends to this bar on this karaoke night and I'll invite some of my friends to this bar on this karaoke night with the intention that you and I will get to know each other a little bit better in that group setting and maybe that, you know, wouldn't be so intimidating. And I loved that idea. I thought that was great. Um, you know, I, my friends all really enjoy a good karaoke night. So, uh, and it did, it gave Nate and I an opportunity to hang out with each other in a much more casual and relaxed setting. And, um, there was a while when we kind of stole away to the bar together and just had a conversation with each other, um, and got to know each other a little bit better still through that evening. Um, and then he asked me to go to a movie and dinner as just the two of us on a, on a date date if you will. But I thought that was a nice way to do it too. So there's lots of different ways to approach it. Um, But in general, if you can kind of take the pressure off and go into it with the mindset of getting to know the other person's likes and interests um, and what they're looking for romantically, I think that's a strong way to go. And let's see, the third part of your question, Stephen, was how to act on a date. I mean, you'll hear me say this a million times throughout The Naked Truth over the years, but I think the best approach, hands down, is to try to act as much like you normally act every day with your friends um, as as you possibly can. Of course, put your best foot forward. You know, if you have friends that you're more comfortable around and, you know, you say, I don't know, you burp a lot or something like that, maybe you won't want to do that on a first date. Um, unless you think that's one of your best qualities and you're like a burping champion, then go for it. 
Um, but put your put forward the best version of you, but it still has to definitely be you. Um, don't sell the person that you're going on a date with like a fake version of yourself in an effort to impress them. I mean, first of all, it's dishonest. Second of all, you won't want to keep up that charade long term anyway. So you're doing both of you a disservice there. And again, just remember that you're trying to get to know them and see if they're a good match for you. Ask questions um, about them. Ask questions about the other person that might lead you to answers that you're looking for. Try to find mutual interests, what they look for in a partner, etc. I think if you go into a date with that mindset and with that being your goal for the end of the date, how to act on the date will just kind of fall through naturally. Um, and then we have another comment this week from Paladin356. Hey, Trisha. So it was nice to hear your episode. And it got me thinking about things that I've been attracted to. And it's been harder to do dating because pandemic. But one thing that whenever I went on dating sites and I would meet up with people, I seem to meet a lot of people that are very, like when they talk, it's like they just talk about themselves a lot. And, you know, just having someone who cares and is just willing to get to know you rather than just like brag about themselves. And for me, I tend to be really attracted to people who are caring, patient, especially with me, with um, some of my more neurotypical issues, but just patient, kind, and those are the things that really matter to me. So I figured I would just chime in and say something. And as always, I enjoy hearing your point of view, and I'll see you on streams. I mean, Paladin, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, if you're only going on the date to talk about yourself, what does that say about your priorities? Now, that being said, some people talk about themselves when they don't know what else to say or they get nervous because their life and their career is obviously the area of life that they know the best. So it's probably the easiest for them to talk about. Um, so I would say try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But if someone is doing that over and over and over and it's not the first time you've hung out, maybe it's like you're now on date three or four or five and they're still only ever talking about themselves um, and sounding like they just want to listen to themselves speak, um, then you probably can guess that that might be more regular behavior for them. Um, someone told me once, when people tell you who you are, who they are, believe them. Um, and, you know, I, I think that that's really good advice. Generally, it, even if you're kind of in rose-colored glasses because you're in the puppy dog love phase in the very beginning, say the relationship only lasts three or four months, you can often look back to the first couple weeks you were getting to know this person and think like, oh, man, some of this stuff that I didn't realize till later, they showed me that behavior through their actions early on, and I just wasn't willing to see it. So... Really try to be looking out for who this other person is and if you think they're compatible with you. And trust that when people tell you who they are, believe them. All right. At this point, I want to thank everybody who sent in audio messages to be a part of the podcast. Um, Stephen and Paladin, thank you. If anybody wants to do that in the future, uh, our next couple episodes, let me see. Our next few episodes will be on being nerdy, on hate, and on the internet. So if you want to send in any of your own comments or questions about those topics, you can do so on anchor.fm slash Trisha hyphen Hirschberger. Uh, a huge thank you to the official Anchor supporters of The Naked Truth. Um, there is a way to support the podcast directly if you want to do that via Anchor. So thank you to the people who are doing that currently. Please know how much I appreciate you and how much I appreciate all of you who are just listening to this and sharing it with your friends. You are the absolute best. So thank you. Um, so final thoughts on first dates. 
They can be really nerve-wracking if all of your focus is on yourself. So try your best to put your focus on the other person. Learn as much as you can about them. It will only benefit the both of you in the long run. Either you'll find out that this person isn't for you, which the earlier you can do that before more feelings get involved, the better, or you can have a solid base and mutual understanding with which to start a relationship. Good luck. And I wish you all the best in dating. It's not something I ever particularly enjoyed myself, but it netted me the happiest possible outcome. And I am thrilled with where my life is now. So, you know, I'm glad I kept trying it. This has been The Naked Truth. Thanks for listening.